Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, December the 11th, 2021. It is currently 1140 a.m. Central Time, and you know where I am, and hopefully you know what time it is. Well, you know what time it is because I just give you the time, but what time it, what, what it's time once again, maybe I should say that. So maybe I should just start completely over. Clearly I just messed up the entire intro. So let's start over. I messed that up so bad. Yes, I completely messed that up. So this would be a situation where I need to edit Okay, let's do a take two. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, December the 11th, 2021. It is currently 11.41 a.m. Central Time. You know where I'm at, the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, the middle of nowhere, Texas, and you know what it is time once again for. There, there, is that better? It is time once again to open up our copies of The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis. Wow, that took a lot to get to. That took a lot to, to finally get right there. But stay with me. Stay with me. There's a point in all of this. You see, messing up like that, that could disturb me greatly internally, right? So like externally, you hear me talking, but internally I could be like, man, I messed that up. I wish I could have started over. I wish I could just delete this. Oh, the whole thing's going to be ruined. That's what's going on inside of me, right? So there's this disturbance inside of me where I'm bothered. I'm conflicted. At the same time, I have to keep talking and move forward, but my mind really won't be on what I'm saying because I'm more concerned and bothered about, well, I messed up. That sounds unpredictable professional, that looks foolish, that looks stupid. And so there'll be this internal conflict all the way through. As I continue to move forward in this episode, as we turn our attention back to the imitation of Christ, there will be this internal conflict going on. What does that have to do with anything? Well, it has everything to do with what we're going to be talking about in this episode. It has everything to do because we're going to be talking about a good peaceable man. We're going to be talking about a good, peaceable man, a peaceable man, a man who is at peace within himself, a peaceable man. Now, let me ask you, are you a peaceable person? Are you at peace inside of yourself? Now, let's just start with a definition for the word peace. And now you see how my opening illustration here fits in. Now, to be fair, it wasn't planned. It wasn't a planned opening illustration, but as soon as I messed up, I was like, okay, I can use this. I can use up, I can use my mess up because I know exactly what happens to me every time I make a mistake. I, I will sit there and internally it will just eat at me and I'm not at peace. I'm, I am conflicted. I am disturbed. And I'm trying to, to think about what I need to say next, but all I can think about is what I had just previously said. So that leaves me not being a peaceable person, but a conflicted person. The word peace, if you just look up, say, in Google and just say peace and definition, you'll find this. A freedom from disturbance or tranquility, a freedom from disturbance or tranquility. Internally, are you free from disturbance? Is there a tranquility inside of you? 
Now, in your mind, you may be like, well, you shouldn't be that disturbed. You, there, there shouldn't be a, a, a lack of disturb. There shouldn't be a lack of peace inside of you. There should be, uh, you should be free from disturbance. You should experience tranquility because you just made a mistake. You should just move on. Well, in theory, I should. But even though, and, and I really want, I really want to drive this home. And, and, I, and I'm glad I'm using this illustration because I know for many of you are like, well, that's just, that's not even a significant thing. You made a mistake in your intro. You corrected it. You moved on. Who cares? Right. You're, you're exactly right. It shouldn't be that significant of a thing. How many times do you find yourself basically feeling a disturbance, a lack of tranquility in yourself, and it may not even be over something that significant. And at times it can be over something that significant. What, what, what is Thomas Akempis trying to say in a chapter entitled A Good and Peaceable Man? What is he trying to say? What lessons can we learn from this? So we are in book two, chapter two, or no, chapter three, I should say, Book two, chapter three of The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis. We've been working through this book for a very long time. I'm not going to go back to its history um, over the, well, over 500 years, how this book has been so influential within different, uh, different streams of Christianity, different theological backgrounds. It's been massively influential. And so we have been working on it. And I hope that you have enjoyed it. If you haven't been a part of all of the series You've missed out a lot of, well, you've missed out on some very good episodes. You've missed out on some really bad episodes. You've missed out on some episodes that, let, let me make it very clear, definitely caused a disturbance and a loss of tranquility within myself. And I've wanted to go back and delete some of them and change some of them, but I haven't. All right. So now I have to try to get past that internal disturbance that lack of tranquility, and try to bring myself back to a sense of peace. Now, exactly what is Thomas Kempis trying to say? Are you ready? All right, that was six minutes. But it, it, all of that lays the foundation, all right? So we understand this, the idea of a peaceable man. And I really want to emphasize this, the, the idea of peace, a lack of disturbance and tranquility inside of yourself. I think that's such an important concept we, a lot of times we think of being at peace with others. At times we may think of being at peace with God, but are we at peace with ourselves? And what does a lack of peace within us lead and how does that negatively impact us spiritually? I think there, there's some very important questions here. Are you ready? Chapter three, book two, The Imitation of Christ, Thomas Akempis, page 67 in my copy. Um, and here we go. Keep yourself first in peace, and then you shall be able to pacify others. Keep yourself first in peace, and then you shall be able to pacify others. If you want to bring peace to others, if you want uh, to pacify and to stop whatever the issue is, you have to first to be at peace, as, as Thomas Kempis puts it, um, you have to be first in peace. You have to have peace within yourself if you hope to bring any peace outside of yourself. If you want to pacify others, you have to be first in peace. I think, uh, I think a lot of times we find ourselves in conflict at, uh, with others. And here's just something to think about. 
How much of that conflict that we are experiencing with others is simply the outworking of a disturbance, a conflict we are having within ourselves? How much conflict that we experience is actually conflict that's happening within ourselves, but manifests itself in an external outward conflict? Just, just, just something to think about, all right? Let's go through this. So keep yourself first in peace, and then you shall keep, be able to pacify others. A peaceable man does more good than he who is well-learned. A peaceable man does more good than he who is well-learned. Mm, what do you think about that? I almost want to just stop right there and say, okay, let me know. Email me your thoughts on this. Does a man who is at peace, does he do more good than a man who is well-learned? Now, immediately I want to push back. Immediately I want to push back on this because my, my thinking, which, which has dominated my thinking for a good portion of my Christian life, is the way to do good is to know more than everyone. No more doctrine, no more theology, no more church history. I'm going to know more than everyone. Therefore, I will do more good than everyone because my knowledge can overcome everything. My knowledge can overcome every conflict, can overcome every debate. I can win every debate. I can win every argument. And as long as I have knowledge and as long as I'm well-learned and I have the truth, I will do good. Now, I am by no means diminishing or saying that we should not seek knowledge and we should not seek to be well-learned because we should. We should constantly be growing, not only in grace, but in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We should grow in our knowledge of God's word. We should study to show ourselves approved. We should know how to rightly divide the word of truth. It is God's word that is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. We don't want to be children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. So we have to be equipped through the preaching and teaching of God's word. We need to know God's word. But is it possible that you can have lots of knowledge and don't do as much good as you could or should because you are not at peace with yourself? How does a lack of peace within you actually does great harm and damage to those around you? Does does anybody want me to go ahead and stop right now and just have an an altar call so you can come forward and confess? Yes, I I, I don't know. Some some people find uh, the writings of Thomas Akempis to be extremely convicting. Others may not find it to be so convicting. I don't know about you. I'm already ready to stop and just say, you know what? Maybe this study of this book is not good because I think I, 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 I well, I could do this. I could probably contact people who know me, bring them here to talk into the microphone. And I don't think they would describe me as a person who is uh, internally, who is free from disturbance and tranquility, I think they would see that inside of me is constant, a disturbance, a storm, 
an earthquake, a hurricane, uh, a, a raging wildfire that I, I don't know if I'm ever truly free of disturbance and, tran- and there's tranquility inside of me. I don't think I've ever experienced that for two seconds. I, I tr- to be honest, I don't think I've ever experienced. I don't even know what that's like. I'm constantly just inside. It's like a, a, a just a, a raging wildfire of just everything. It, it, I, I don't, yeah, I... And same within my mind, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe some of you are like, no, man, I, you just need to calm down. And I'm like, okay, I'm not very good at that. A passionate man turns even good into evil and easily believes evil. Wow, that's okay. A passionate man. One with, that is filled with great passion. Now, there, there's strength with having that passion. There, look, it is, I think most people would say, I'm extremely, when I, when I do a podcast, I'm very animated. Now, some people criticize that. And they're like, you know, you, you could probably get a bigger audience if you would be more calm and more precise in your language and slow down a little bit. And he didn't, you know, you, sometimes I think you're too, you use too much hyperbole and you're too dramatic. Just, just pull it back a little bit. And I've been told that. And, and, and at times I try, usually doesn't last very long. Okay. Because that's not me. There's just a, I, everything, it doesn't matter what I'm talking about. Look, I, if you've, if, if I read, I've talked about this before. If you've ever seen me read a novel, I pace, I pace as I'm reading the novel and I'm talking out loud to the book. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? When I'm watching television, I'm like, oh, I, I, everything is a, I, I have a big, a big reaction to everything in a movie. I have a big reaction to everything in a television show. I have a big reaction to everything I listen to when it comes to music. I have a big, re- I'm always, everything is a big reaction. Everything is, there's, there's, I don't, I don't take anything and kind of like, hmm, well, whatever. Okay, that was okay. No, it's either like, wow, that was awesome, or man, I absolutely hate everything. Is like everything is is turned up to five hundred, right? There is very little ever just like, well, okay, okay. There there is no <laughs> lack of disturbance and tranquility. It's a constant disturbance, and and there is great passion. Now that passion, in one case. I, I'm glad that I'm passionate because I'm passionate about whatever I'm doing. I'm passionate. I, I enjoy what I do. Like, like there, I, I've, I don't understand that. Like, well, whatever, bored. I, well, I don't, I've never even used the word bored to describe me for, for one second of my life. I'm never bored about anything. Everything is like, there's something there. Everything is important. Everything is meaningful. Everything is either enjoyable. It's just, there's, there's great passion about everything. There's no other way to describe it. So I'm definitely this person. I'm the passionate man. So can I turn even good into evil? How can my passion turn good into evil that I'm still trying to process? I don't know if I can quite, and it's, it, and let me make it, if I can speak correctly, let me uh, try to explain this. When, when you are the one, like when, when you are the one who's very passionate about everything, you have a tendency to go, what is everyone else's problem? Come on. How come you're not bothered? How come you're not upset? How come you're not excited? Ugh, just everyone get away from me. You're all drive me crazy, right? So when you're the passionate one, it's hard for you to go, well, wait a minute. How could my passion turn good into evil? 
how could my passion turn good into evil? I will say this, passionate, you can go through, I think you're emo- I think sometimes you end up in a, an emotional roller coaster where your highs are highs and your lows are lows. That definitely can be bad. Um, I think you can be so passionate that, that your passion is good, but your passion leads to an evil, leads to a bad thing. I think, I think maybe. I'm, I'm still trying to process that. Goes on to say, and easily believes evil. Now, that one I don't know about because I'm extremely passionate, but I don't, I, I don't easily believe anything. I'm, I question everything. I'm very cynical. I'm doubting. I need triple verification of everything. I don't, I, 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 I get very upset with, with, you know, conspiracy theories and anything else, anything that's not verified, verified, verified. So I don't know if I, maybe a passionate person, because they, I, here's the thing, let me state this. A passionate person who doesn't have those passions controlled by a greater thing will allow the passion to control them. In other words, a passionate person who is controlled by the passion will then may believe, well, they will believe anything easily based off their emotional reaction. I guess the one good thing is I'm very passionate, but what I'm, what is the guiding principle trying that constantly tries to be in my life is truth. Truth, 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 truth. Truth is to me more important than my emotions. Now, that doesn't mean my emotions don't get me in trouble. It just means that my emotions don't lead me to immediately accept or believe something because my, my, the concept of truth is such a dominant force in my life that I'm going to question and verify. So maybe this is speaking of a passionate person who's completely dominated or controlled by their passion. Let's see where else he goes with this. A good, peaceable man turns all things to good. He who is well in peace is not suspicious of any. This is an interesting concept. So if you are a good and peaceable man, you turn all things to good. Possibly. If you're, if you're, if there's no disturbance and you're, there's tranquility inside of you, you have a greater chance of taking a situation and not simply reacting out of passion, but you have the ability to stop and think about it so that you turn all things to good. You, you, you may be able to see a different perspective of it, maybe. I, let me say this. If, you are, if there is no disturbance inside of you and there's tranquility inside of you, then you, your internal peace, your internal tranquility, then will turn all things good because that peace and tranquility will manifest itself outside of yourself. Therefore, you can turn a situation to good instead of allowing your internal disturbance and lack of tranquility to then manifest itself externally, which then won't turn it to good. It will bring that same disturbance to the situation. Maybe, I think that's an interesting quote here. 
Um, he who is well in peace is not suspicious of any. So if you don't have any disturbance in, internally, if you have a, a tranquility inside, are you less suspicious of other people? Put it this way, if you have an, a, a lack of peace inside of you, you may then project that lack of lack of peace and tranquility onto others, then therefore making your making yourself suspicious of them. That, that's an it's an it's interesting the way the direction he's going here, trying to and one of the things again remember we've talked about the writings of Thomas Akempis one of the things that drives you crazy, and just just throws out these little sayings, but there's no true like he doesn't really expand upon it he doesn't explain it. He doesn't add commentary to it. It's just like, boom, here's this statement. And then you have to sit there and go, well, wait a minute. What? Okay, what does he mean there? Like, okay, hey, I need to talk to Thomas Akempis and, and, and understand what in the world he's talking about here. Because it, it, we have to do a lot of speculating. But the one, but at the same time, what makes his writing so powerful is these little statements didn't give you much to think about and meditate on. Even though we may never truly understand what he was trying to say, it gives us much to consider and discuss, and that's one of the reasons I chose the book because I was wanting people to, to spend time meditating and thinking about these kinds of things instead of getting caught up in all of the noise about what was going on in culture when we started this. All right, but here we go. Let's continue. Now, now he's going to contrast this. So a good and peaceful, peaceable man turns all things to good. He who is well in peace is not suspicious of any, but now here's the contrast. He who is discontented and troubled is tossed with diverse suspicions. The person who's discontented and troubled within, he's not at peace within. There is, there is disturbance. There is a lack of tranquility. He's going to end up um, being tossed about with all kinds of diverse suspicions. He is neither quiet himself nor suffers others to be quiet. Because he is not quiet or at peace within himself, he won't allow anybody else to be at peace. It's like, I'm not at peace here, so I'm going to create as much disturbance around me. And you've met those people who just want to go around, just want to cause, like they just look for the ability to disturb anyone and everyone they can. They can't let anything be. They've got to add something. They've got to throw something in. They're always instigating. They're always stirring the pot. They're always creating the trouble. And this sometimes, according to Thomas Kempis, can be an indication of a lack of disturbance within them. That, in other words, they're a lack of peace inside. And because they, that, they, they feel the disturbance inside, they want to bring that, they want that disturbance to be matched outside of themselves. So they create all kinds of disturbance. You, you've always probably, you, everyone's probably experienced it. If, you, you know, if you've ever been at work, you have those people in your workplace who just seems to be a constant source of strife of confusion, of disturbance, of problems. And sometimes you're like, can you just leave well enough alone? Can you just stop? You, every time you show up, a storm follows. Well, that's because there's a storm inside of them. That's Thomas Akempis's perspective. You can tell me whether you agree or disagree. All right. He is, ne uh, he is neither quiet himself nor suffers others to be quiet. He often speaks that which he ought not to speak, and omits that which were which and omits that which it were more expedient for him to speak. He considers what others are bound to do and neglects 
that which he is bound to do himself. All right? So this person who has this lack of internal peace, he speaks that which he ought not to speak, like because there's all this disturbance inside of him. He ends up speaking things that's only going to bring more disturbance, only going to cause more pain, only going to cause more division because it's a lack of peace inside of him. And then in many cases, he omits that which will be more expedient to speak. And sometimes he doesn't say what he should say. And he considers others to be what others are bound to do. He's, he's all worried about what everyone else is bound to do, but he neglects what he himself or her herself is bound to do. That a lack of peace internally is probably an unpleasant thing. So instead of focusing on the lack of peace internally, is it possible this leads to a preoccupation with people outside of us? We become preoccupied with people outside of us because we are trying to escape the lack of peace internally. We, 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 we project, we, we, we become preoccupied with things externally to escape the lack of peace internally. Is that, is that a possible idea here? So, Thomas Kempis goes on to say, First, therefore be zealous over yourself. And when you may justly be zealous towards, then you may justly be zealous towards your neighbor. In other words, first of all, focus on yourself. Then you can focus on someone else. Focus on the lack of peace and tranquility inside of yourself before you try to worry about anybody else, what they're doing, not doing and creating disturbance outside. There's some people, always they always are walking, just they seem to always be looking to create a problem. They need to focus on themselves. This is just a basic element of Christianity. Always be more concerned with yourself. Worry about yourself first. We always want to go fix everyone else. Let's fix ourselves. Right? Christianity should teach us, uh, should lead us to a preoccupation with self in this sense, that we're more preoccupied with our weaknesses, our failures, our sin, than we are everyone else's. You know how to excuse and color your own deeds, but you're not willing to receive the excuses of others. It were more just, it were more just that you should accuse yourself and excuse your brother if you will be born with all, bear also with another. It would be more just for you to, to accuse yourself and excuse others. You are, you are to bear also with another. You are to bear other people's burdens. I think I'm going to stop right there because... Yes, I'm going to stop right there because I don't, I want, I think there's enough there for us to give much thought to, much consideration to. So let's just, I, I'm, there's a lot here we could go back through and I could repeat, but I just want you to ask yourself this. Are you truly at peace internally? Truly? Or is there disturbance? Is there a lack of tranquility inside? Is there, is there a conflict inside? You have to learn to keep yourself in peace.
And how has that internal lack of tranquility, that internal disturbance, how has it negatively impacted your spiritual life and negatively impacted the people around you? Uh, there, I, I could say more, but but see, they're, they're, everything tells me, no, don't say anything else. You, ju- you just placed it before them. Now let's see if it sparks a good conversation. Now, maybe this will spark a good conversation. Maybe this will not. Sometimes uh, I think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm, and nobody will say a word. But I, I hope this one does spark a good conversation. I would love to get your thoughts on any of this. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Yeah, I wish, in some cases, I wish Thomas Akempis would give us more of a commentary or an explanation. But in other ways, I'm kind of glad he does that because it, now it just, I'm going to be thinking about this and trying to process this and trying to to see because I can... This is a little bit convicting to me because I'm definitely not the one at peace internally. There's constant disturbance internally, which has probably caused great disturbance externally. And this idea of a passionate man trying to figure some of those concepts out. I think there's much for me to consider. In other words, I need to be more worried right now about figuring this out for myself than worrying about explaining it to you. Now, I know that's not a really a good podcast strategy, but that's the strategy I'm going to take because there is much there that is convicting and very difficult for me to understand, but I'm going to work on it. And I would love to get your thoughts on this. If you, if you, if any Bible verses come to mind, I was thinking of some Bible verses in, in Proverbs, but if any, if any come to mind, just send any scriptures that come to mind. I would love to hear what you think and what you discover. You can again, email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. We'll stop right there. And because I think that, I think we've said enough and we've said, we've said enough and we didn't say too much, so there leaves a lot of ambiguity there and a lot of like, well, okay, what about this and what about that? Which if that leads you to start thinking that way, then I actually did what I, I, I needed to do. But it works out perfectly because at the very beginning of this, see, I, I was a little bit of, I, there was going to be internal conflict because I made a mistake. And when I make a mistake, I get passionate about it on the inside, which was going to cause disturbance, which was going to make it difficult to proceed talking in the podcast. Now, now that's, a, that's a very insignificant illustration, but it's exactly what happens. That, that internal disturbance just messes everything up moving forward in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year, in your life. And then that disturbance leaves the internal person and and begins to be thrown out there externally, which then causes all kinds of conflict and difficulty. How much of your conflict is really a conflict inside of yourself? All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me. I've already given you my email address, so I won't repeat it. All right, everyone have a great day. God bless.